we are officially recording right now. Nice. Hey, what's up, guys? English Dave here with my co-host, co-host Carlos. What's up, Carlos? What up, what up? You know, I think we should start a series called uh, Overdue Review. Overdue Review. <laughs> I like it. But it kind of has, it already feels a little laid back. Yeah. But the whole stuff. point, the whole point of Overdue Reviews it's not about us thinking that we have to review a movie. It's about people coming to us and saying, hey, guys, we need you guys to review this movie. Right. You know, because I like that uh, on, on the nerdy bunch. There's there's certain criteria for reviews. I won't go through all of them, but you have things like Back to the Feature, which is us revisiting popular movies to see if they're still good. Right. So these are movies that people already know is good. But we also have other reviews where it's like you're listening to find out, should we should we watch this movie or shouldn't? You know, so right. the, the purpose of that review is to tell people watch it or don't watch it. It or, really depends on the film, exactly. honestly. So like, there's, there's, we don't judge. So then there's certain other films that we don't necessarily rush to review because I feel like people have already made their decisions whether right. they're going to watch it or not. You know, like right. certain Marvel movies. Regardless of what we say, you've already made your decision. Right. You know, and, and I felt Joker was the same. I felt Joker was a movie that most people, for the most part, had made the decision whether they'd check it out and or not. Everybody was going to watch it. Yeah. So regardless of what we said... You know, and, and I think it's one of those movies that get so caught up in, in the social zeitgeist that even people who wouldn't watch that kind of film watch it. Right. You know, for better or for worse. You know, We are now a month removed. Yes. And it is now a $900 million movie uh, that has, it has grossed $900 million worldwide minus China. Yes. Which is insane. And, and we have friends and fans of the Nerdy Bunch who've been saying to us, hey guys, I've seen this movie. I love it. I hate it. I don't know how I feel about it. What do you guys think? You know, and, and yeah. we've been getting a lot of that. And to the point where I'm sick and tired of talking about Joker, can I tell you? <laughs> only, yeah, me too. <laughs> only because since I've seen it, I have seen two of the three personal best movies of the year since I saw Joker. Right. And nobody's talking about those movies. Right. That's why I'm sick and tired of talking about Joker, which <laughs> in effect is why we're doing this podcast. So right. that anyone else asks you, just like, all right, just listen to this. I mean, but you know what it is too? I, I think also, um, I think maybe even audiences are, they kind of don't understand how they feel about it because it's still filling theaters. Like we are a month removed yeah. and every time... Like I've gone to the mo to the movie theaters. Honestly, all I see is like a bunch of people going to Joker, mm. and I've even like opened the auditorium door just to see what's going on, and mm. it's packed. I mean, Halloween it was a popular costume, and it's just like, you know, what if they're watching it also because they're trying to figure out like what is this movie? Well, I've you know, I've noticed a trend. You know, since time has passed, you know, initially there was that whole. Uh, a wave from the whole standing ovation it got from the first film festival right and so a lot of people are like oh my god i want to see this and on top of that of course it's the joker there's already a built-in audience right right i think any joker movie starring any person would get attention just of because course. it's a joker movie uh so there was that but then you know i think there's a lot of critics praising it for this and that and a lot of audiences kind of got sucked up into that and mm -hmm. said yeah it is about this it is about that and then after that wave has died down it's like hmm I don't know. Like, right. is it this? I don't know how I feel. Is it that? Is it this? Oh, I think some people... Have I mean, it's one of the reasons why I watched it twice. Yes. I I'm sure everybody that's listening to this and has seen the movie has probably seen it twice. I, we've both seen this twice. And, I, you know, let's just go straight straight into it. But before we do that, let's get some context on ourselves and context on, on the filmmaker. And we'll, we'll start with ourselves. Um, 
and well, ourselves and the filmmaker, we're both yeah, here, go for it. Various types of fans of of Todd Phillips. Yes, I, mean, I feel like for the first, I feel like for most of his young career, he had made I think comedy classics. Like he directed Old School. He did Road Trip. I mean, to be honest with you, it's almost there in his career, like starting off with those like you know frat picks mm-hmm. uh, that I believe are very very funny. Um, he also directed the Starsky and Hutch remake. Um, but yeah, like you could kind of see like the trajectory of like how he was as a director towards like how he is now as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Because like in the beginning, like everything was very everything is very young spirited. But then at the same time, like after he did those college picks, it, it's kind of like he graduated when he directed The Hangover. So it's like there you go. his films have are, are like slowly started to become more and more mature over time. Mm-hmm. That now that he's at this level with Joker, it's the, like though you question that maturity, where you know, at first you see it that way, and I saw it that way until you read interviews about why he doesn't do certain comedy anymore, right. and you realize it's not so much maturity. It's, right, it's actually you're just being <laughs> the most immature about it. Right, <laughs> where he feels that hey, I can't do comedy unless it's this type of right. comedy. If we will, if, I mean, do you want to talk about the press surrounding this I, movie? I, I, but that's what I think a lot of Joker, and I think a lot of context, like there, there needs to be a lot of context for it. Because this movie is a whole mixed bag yes. in general. Like, and, and to, All right, if we're going to go straight into the PR around it where like, the press themselves tried to create a mass shooting situation, like that's out of, that, that, like, I thought that was like insane for one. And to, for that to only be a factor in, like, the craziness surrounding this movie, like, the second one being the fact that Todd Phillips was opening his mouth and saying, like, wild shit and basically, like, starting to change people's, like, opinions of him mm-hmm. as, mm-hmm. as like, a, you know, person outside of filmmaker. Yes, yes. And, and it's just like, yo, like, let the movie speak, speak for itself. It's kind of crazy how almost everything surrounding the PR of this movie was people trying to create a narrative for it as opposed to just dropping the movie. But I think I think Warner Brothers ate it up because I think all that <clears throat> narrative served to create more interest. In yeah, because they were just like, we're just going to stick to the release yeah, date. Nothing was, is going to happen here. It was it was all great publicity for a movie about a villain. Yeah. You know, and, and But, you know, to some degree, I understand some of the, the fears only because this is America. Yeah. Shootings like this happen all the time. Of course. Unfortunately. And I, but the fact is, is that this wasn't a movie where, you know, it was called for. Like, you know what I mean? In, in some ways it is <laughs> because it's a movie that a lot of these people that have done shootings have used the excuses kind of like the character in this movie. Like, right. the world has been shitted on me. This is this. Uh, uh, and with the character being the main character, people were worried that, okay, if you're justifying this person's actions, there's going to be a person out there who's thinking the same thing. I mean, again, a movie... Like Taxi Driver, which was an influence for this. People, right. Someone has gone on real life on a murder spree because of Taxi Driver. You know, so again, America. America is a crazy place and crazy things like this happen in America. Yeah, so. except this one felt more like there was no legitimate threat. Like before the media created this like hype behind it, there was it didn't feel like Joker. Like when you watched the trailer months ago in theaters and thought about, oh, thinking about seeing Joker this fall. It didn't hit you like, oh my god, this is gonna become a mass shooting. Like that's not. I, it's I'm, not like that movie, The Hunt, or like that, or or you know I, any movie that like I'm simulates just, that type of thing. I'm just this saying this movie had nothing connecting to anything. But I'm just saying it's like it. It happens. This sometimes it happens. The guy that shot 
uh, Nixon. He said it because of, he was trying right. to impress okay, Jody. Okay, now Foster. we're getting carried away. I'm just saying is my point is, <laughs> but the but the PR, it's, it's not it's the not PR as crazy. behind this movie like contributed to his mixed bagness. I feel. I think the PR contributed to being loved the way it is. I think I think the PR of it because it defied everything. Because because again, once you start saying this movie about this villain is crazy movie, you know, and everything, people are like, ooh, I want to see how crazy it gets. In fact, for me, that was a disappointment. I think the movie didn't live up to that craziness in terms of because <laughs> you know I was expecting a movie like Seven. You know that I was expecting when you know the way some people were saying, man, this is so violent. The way it takes the character super psychological crazy. I was thinking to be you know, and and I'd recently watched Seven. You know, so I was thinking, wow. I was thinking, oh shit, we're gonna nah, see some crazy. I wasn't expecting anything like seven. David Fincher. I don't even know what I was expecting. I just knew that Todd Phillips doing Joker based on his career trajectory from like War Dogs to this. I was just like, okay, I see it because War Dogs had kind of hints of like, oh, I'm very inspired by Martin Scorsese. So I'm just like, okay, I kind of see this. He wants to do his own taxi driver, whatever. You see, for me initially when I heard about this. My first thought was, they're capitalizing on brand recognition, and I, I origin and I still believe that the script existed, and then they were like, "Let's make it a Joker movie." And nah, I, I think, apparently that was not the case. Yeah, that's what they're telling us now. We're gonna find out five years from now that it was right. the case. I mean, we'll see. Because again, you don't come out, you don't, you don't make, you don't decide to make a Joker movie and then come out the gate saying, "I don't make comic book movies. I'm gonna make something serious." Who? Based on a character who's one of the most famous comic book characters. He's the most famous comic book villain. You know, he's synonymous with comic book villains. Right. Yeah, and, and that's why I, I mean, think... but honestly, I, I, I didn't I didn't know what to I mean, may, I was expecting a character drama. I just No, I was expecting a character drama. I'm just saying is I expected that I think that character drama existed before Joke. And I think and again when you add look at the context of Mon Scorsese's comments of, of late, because Mon Scorsese is also a reason why this movie happened, right? There's a whole bunch right. you guys can read. We won't he go into details. Yeah, that's it's a whole big it's a, story. Today it's still unfolding. <laughs> yeah, like. it's it's a big story. For me, my fears going to this movie to give context was and I've said this many times, Joker, you know, I think a lot of people don't know why they like certain characters, they just like characters because they're dark. They're dark. Right. And I think for me, Joker is only good in the context of Batman or the context of a super heightened world. Outside of that, he's just, if he's not in that situation, it's just another Norman Bates, another, you know, just crazy psychotic killer. So it's like, okay, what makes him stand out? And that was my worry going in to the film. I was like, how would you differentiate yourself from just making right. this just another remake of Psycho? Right. Yeah, and, I, was just, I was just going into it kind of being like, is this worth all of the hype from yes. the festival run. Yes, yes. Like, is this truly a masterpiece? And again, th this is at a time where you and I are people who believe that comic book movies have transcended being a genre. Right. They're 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 it's now not, like it's like saying movies based on books are a genre. No, right, they're not. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you can get many exactly. types. You know, and and like you'd be surprised at how many movies you watch that are based on books. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing with comic books and graphic novels. And I think you know we're at a time where we. For us, a high the high echelon of 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 uh stuff based on comic books that also has that feel and tone is something like Logan, you know, and and and, and that is able to embrace what it is, but still tell tell nuanced narrative within right. within what it is. A right? masterpiece of the genre, I would say. You know, especially because you know comic book movies, when they started out, they were very ashamed of what they were. Mm -hmm. You know, let's be all black. Let's change right, this. Let's right. change that. And so we're at a point where. They now can accept like, what they what are. Be what you want. But yeah. B 
being what you want doesn't mean you have to sacrifice storytelling. Right. And and let's go into the Joker film itself. We, 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 uh, let's go into our actual thoughts. You know, we both watched it twice. Um, right. And of um, course, one of, the, one of the main things everyone talks about is Joaquin's performance. I think. Yeah, let's just there. start off with the good stuff. Yeah. Um, starting off with Joaquin's performance, uh, he was incredibly phenomenal in this mm-hmm. film. Um, he really brought nuance to the character. If there was any nuance in the script, who knows? He definitely took it there. He made, he definitely explored the script deeper than it, what was presented to him. And he, he just absolutely blew me away. Like, I think he holds the first half of this film to me from a directorial standpoint is weak. And I think the, that one of the only reasons that it's so good is because Joaquin holds it together. Yes. By like showing you the real origins of you know Arthur quote unquote Joker, I think <laughs> I am based on the movie alone and not filling in any of my own context or my own uh, 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 views and my own experiences. I think Arthur Fleck as a character is very uninteresting, right? But Joaquin makes him interesting. Exactly, like yeah, you his could tell that that's a thin. That's a thin narrative on paper. Yes. And it like it takes a real actor to like take a surface kind of character and really like essentially write the character with their acting. Yeah. If yeah. that's even like yeah. a, a phrase that I can use. Because I feel like the movie tries very hard to make me care for Arthur, but it's almost like trying too hard. Right. You know, to make me sympathize with him because he doesn't feel like a real person. Exactly. And in terms of And it's like you kind of know, you go into the film knowing that this is the guy who becomes yes, this. Yes, exactly. And it's almost like, the for me, the writers had, in terms of writing the character, had a checklist of what bad thing can we have happen to him so that the audience, you know what I'm saying? Like, can empathize. It yeah, didn't feel yeah. natural. It just felt like, right. and then this happens, and then this happens. Whereas if it wasn't Joaquin's performance, that's where I felt was natural. Right. It, it, it's a weird kind of thing. Right. You know, where the writing I felt didn't feel natural, but the character's right. performance right. of the bad writing. Everybody, it's almost, and I think it's kind of exemplary of the film itself. If, if, if maybe like I go into it more, it's that everybody who kind of showed up for this film had like kind of mediocre ingredients, but they all kind of overperformed in their role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Joaquin... The composer, Hilden Guttenberg, mm-hmm. I mean, holy shit. I, I can't think of the last time I heard a score, which is, um for some of you guys, that's like the music that's in the film that's instrumental. I haven't heard a score that good in ages. Like, it's mm-hmm. so memorable, and it really, 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 like, makes this movie the reason why, uh, it re- it's the reason why it makes this movie, like, as good as it is, because the score mm-hmm. on the, in this film is phenomenal. And it scored to Joaquin's acting essentially. It's it's funny you bring up um, some of the actors and the acting, and I, I want to take that thread because I think it's a movie that has so many good actors, but I feel like the narrative doesn't do them justice. But again, because the actors themselves are great, you know, like when I heard Robert De Niro is going to be in this movie, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh, 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 oh. You almost forget at times yeah. that you were going to see some of these actors. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Or, or Mark Maroon. Right. Like, he's there for like three seconds. But right. I'm saying in the script, I'm like, oh, shit, Mark Maroon's in this movie. Yeah, I fucking yeah, love yeah. him. In, I love him in uh, in The Glow, you know, right. most recently. And, you know, things like that. And it's just like, oh, okay. Because, you know, like, and even to an extent, Zazie Beats, I feel like the character itself, her, her character, 
was just a side, a, a glorified side character. Actually, I don't know if you knew this, but apparently they didn't even know that she was going to be a vision to him until late in the shooting process. Mm. They shot her as an actual yeah. love interest. I mean, I didn't know that the script was always constantly yeah. changing. And late in the shooting process, like towards like the beginning of the editing phase, Todd Phillips said, and well, basically Todd Phillips had a conversation with Joaquin and, and they both discussed like, maybe we should just make her a vision to him to kind of, you know, express more his like mental illness mm. and the fact that he, he is schizophrenic also. You see, you see, and, and, and that... It feels like that kind of movie. Yeah. It feels like that's what the movie is. It's like, again, we heard things like things will change. And again, a lot of movies have the scripts and, and story change along the way. Right. Famously for nerds like us, Iron Man 1. Of you course. Know, that was a success story that was evolving yeah, the script as they were was, going on. Yeah. And, well, for me, since we're just going into it, I feel like the first half of the movie, this is how I feel about it. The first half of the movie is 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 boring. But it's not boring because of Joaquin's performance and the score. There's certain scenes in it where it's, if it wasn't for the acting and the score, it seems like it's it seems like it's trying to be like a like a sum of all parts. Like there are films that do scenes like the first half of Joker way better and are actual masterpieces. And what Joker was trying to do was just imitate it. Without any real like nuance Fight or Club. Fight Club, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> and what Joker was trying to do was just basically imitate those movies, but without a soul. Now, the scene with the train where he kills the Wayne workers. After that scene, I felt like the whole movie went up a notch, and I felt like this was the movie. That Todd Phillips really wanted to make because you feel it. It's in the energy. You feel it in the in the tension of the scene with Robert De Niro's character, where he shows up as Joker. You know, you see it in the scenes where he's murdering people and when he gets freed from the jail. Like all of that is very, very like, oh shit. Like they actually kind of swung for it. They kind of went for the because mm. that's iconic imagery when you want to think about the film, like him on top of the taxi cab with the fire behind them and there's a riot and then he like smiles with his own blood yeah like i like that's iconic imagery they swang for it and i feel like had they kept that energy like if, if todd phillips really wanted to make that movie about the joker being the joker then that's what the movie just should have been it's almost like the first half is 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 unnecessarily necessary just for the second half of the movie to feel exciting to me. You know what I mean? Well, the, the, it, what it is, it's the second half. It's almost as if you're reaping fruits that you didn't plant. Right, exactly. If it makes that's sense. That's the best way to, that's the best Because way to put again, it. I, I like some of, like, like you said, I like some of the imagery and some of the stuff in the second part. But I just think narratively some of that isn't earned because the first half isn't right, strong it's enough so weak. You yeah, know, exactly. to earn that enough. It's like you need to earn that yes, to make it feel better. Impact now, that. when it is happening, it's fucking great. And like that's where I'll, I'll like give the movie like, okay, this is actually a good movie. Well, again, because the first like, half is him spending the f spending time saying, I'm not making a comic book movie. Right, exactly. Um, Just to fucking completely flip right, it yeah. when he hits the train scene. And, <laughs> and then it, the exciting shit starts It happening. feels like a comic book movie. Right, you know, it's like, right. well, if he'd spend the first half setting up a comic book movie, the second half would have been that much more, you know, impactful as the thing you've been setting up. Because, right. you, you know, like, 
And it's not like the second half isn't a, you know, typical comic book movie by any standards. No, it's like a really fucking well-directed, R-rated take on a comic book character. Because, like, that scene with him dancing, like, that still takes place in the second half of the movie because it happens right after the train sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, he if he really wanted to, he could have made that hybrid. You know what I mean? Like, and not separate it. Well, let's go into into what the movie's, at least... I don't know if he was trying to do this, but a lot of audience members have taken a lot of uh, uh, social commentary. Right, the themes, the from, themes from the movie that are presented. And this is where I have my biggest issues. The themes of classism because in this film, rich versus poor. I personally think that, again, like I started this podcast, there's a lot of movies that come in and go once in a while that somehow get attached to the cultural zeitgeist. Right. And sometimes they get attached for the wrong reasons. And not only that, but the wrong film is getting that attention. Yes, right now. exactly, exactly. <laughs> the wrong one, the wrong film. You know, and I think people label this movie about you know it's got social commentary about classism, it's got commentary about uh, uh, um, the mentally ill, it's got commentary and about all this stuff. And I find that no, it's a film that puts these cards on the table and points at them, but doesn't actually say anything. Because you know, I've had discuss- these many discussions with these people. With people about this, and people will say to me, "Oh, it's a movie that shows you know disparity between the rich and the poor," and I said, mm, "Because mm. in this movie, it also establishes that Joker was also beat on by poor people too." Right. So he himself is literally the opening of the know, film the is him getting beat up by poor kids. It, it's a movie that opens up. You know, it says Gotham City. The the garbage is a garbage strike, which led to rats everywhere. Right. Why is there garbage strike? doesn't matter there's a garbage strike you know like you know I nah, just, yeah yeah that the, there's my it's like very plot heavy. there's like, so many things plot holy and again don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not saying everything has to be answered i think, I think the, the only given. thing this film the the theme that this film nailed is that there'll never be order like <laughs> and even that you have to show us what order was like for for it to have changed you right, can't exactly. just say you can't just say there's no order again it's just like you know, rebel without a cause. Right. Ugh, anti-establishment. Okay, but what was the establishment before that you want to be anti? You know, what what led to the point where, because as far as we know, as far as the, the audience and the, the people in that world know, two rich kids were killed by this guy in a clown. What world do they live in that they're like, fuck yeah, that's a great thing. <laughs> you know, like, let's, let's, this guy's becoming our symbol. Right, He's gonna right, go, right, you know, right, like, right. what world do you live in that, that that's what's right. happened? You know, because again, it's, it just doesn't feel earned again, again to kind of to kind of bring it back full circle. And that's what I'm saying. I think Joker himself needed more of a personality that could be a leader, but on on witting leader, personal motivation. Because I didn't feel like that person can lead people. Yeah, me neither. I just felt like he was mentally sick. Which yeah. is what they tried to fucking answer as a question at a Q and A, and Todd Phillips was like, "Yeah, well." This might not necessarily be the Joker movie about the Joker. <laughs> it's about a guy who could have inspired the Joker. But and I'm how, just like, but what's, you know, it's. But I my don't other thing is how you could try to recognize. See, that. I can, I can. Let's just give like, that benefit. Like, of like doubt. let's. All right, let's, let's give it a doubt. And let's, yeah, but still. But no, let's let's follow that path though. Let's follow that path. What usually inspires people? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, true. it's someone that goes out and like, you know, it has something yeah, to say and inspire something. You, do something someone, you know, like, yeah. you know, like. This guy, this Joker is just doing shit by himself. Right. You know, like, like there's a lot of stuff he's doing for himself. He's not trying to lead anybody. He's not right. trying to start anything. And it's not even, it doesn't seem like he's accidentally doing that. And it, it, and I know you're trying to, it's trying to say, again, I don't need everything explained, but the movie says the city was at a powder keg, you know, and it 
it was at the point where it was just, you just everything was gonna script. To your shit. But tell me why. Yeah, no, exactly. tell me, tell me. You know, you like, want more details. Let's and go, let's go to movies like like its inspirations, right? I mean, this movie was heavily inspired by movies like uh, a Taxi Driver, Taxi and, Driver, and the comedian. Uh, I won't go into those movies, but comedy. Taxi Driver. Part of the nuances that is is a movie that talked about war veterans. Mm-hmm. You know what life was like for them to come back from the war and how things were different. And because he couldn't handle all that difference, is what leads him to go down this path. You know, similar to Joker, where he starts. You know, he kills people and things like that. And you understand it more because of that whole war veteran angle. You understand the context of war, Vietnam War. You know, we're given that context. Whereas this one, same thing. Uh, you look at a movie like uh, 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 we mentioned it earlier, um, Fight Club, right? Fight Club on the surface of it seems like, oh, it's a movie against anti-establishment. But it's the nuance is just because you want to go against the government doesn't mean you can just do anything. Right. You've got to be tact in how you do it because then you right. can become bad yourself. Right. Which is then you realize, oh shit, that's the other me. I didn't realize it was me doing all that right. kind of stuff. And that's the, the nuance and realization afterwards that if I don't watch myself, I can end up becoming Right, the thing I'm trying to fight against. Exactly. You know, again, nuanced. You know, like <laughs> David Fincher. I feel like Arthur, no character in Joker goes through an arc, a personal arc that they learn and grow outside of just Arthur being like, you know what, fuck it. It was just a basically, <laughs> a, like again, a thin line that they just like followed. I see. As no, no, not for anything. Again, it's my own personal context it's hard for me to look at a movie that as a black man that just seems like white privilege like this white guy who got upset that he didn't get the shit that he wanted and he got upset that he didn't become an, a, a, a comedian and he got upset that his mom lied to him and he got upset that he can't do a, nail a good job and so he becomes a bad guy and starts killing anyone woe is me like it's just the greatest sub story i'm mean, like i can't sympathize with it at all because it just to me it's almost the writer just wrote a sub story because damn, in one day he got hit. He guy gave him a gun. This happened. This happened. Like he just he's just trying to write. It's just it's no different to me than a writer saying. Let <laughs> Dave me, is borderline shitting on this movie, uh, y'all. I, I, straight up, I, I for me, because again, it's <laughs> Dave hates this movie. I don't hate it. I just don't think it's as great as it is. I don't hate it. It's not DC. It's no, not, it's I mean, not I don't Batman think it's a masterpiece. Superman. I but I do think it's like. Like I think the it, best DC movie since like Man of Steel. Yeah, but that's not a high bar. <laughs> that's not. Nah, well, it's, nah, You know what it is though. It's like I, it's like what's his name making a new. movie. I would call like, this. I would call this a very good entry into the R-rated comic book category. Yeah, but how many entries do we have? We have a couple. Name name three good ones in the R-rated category. R-rated category. All right, you have Deadpool, Deadpool two. <laughs> nah. Exactly. Nah, nah. Again, we got Deadpool, the competition, Blade, the competition. Ghost Rider. Yeah, Ghost Rider is not a good entry. <laughs> Actually, that's only one, not even two. Again, the competition isn't Logan. strong. Logan. <laughs> the competition, like it. All right, compare this to Logan. Yeah, Logan shits on it. It's not even close. <laughs> it's not like for me. It's not even like Logan is such a nuanced story about this warrior who now has to be a parent in his twilight days, and you know, like. Right. There's nuance there, you know. There's there's depth, there. and I think there's so much opportunity missed with Joker. Where nah, it's like, again, like Joaquin is the reason why this film. Oh, I love his performance. Again, as much as I shit on it, I'll say watch it for his performance. That's why I'll, right. it's not a movie I'll say don't watch for those who. And if watch you it. like Todd Phillips's new direction, just watch War Dogs. Watch War Dogs, watch, and it's a better film. If you want a movie about nuance and political uh, uh, messages and, and social commentary, 
watch Parasite, watch Jojo Rabbit. Oh watch, shit! Here watch, we go. He's just you know, it. If you want to look at movies nah, similar to Joker. okay, okay. So <laughs> Parasite, not to like spend too much time on it, but it does touch on those themes of of classism and rich versus poor way better, way better than Joker does, and it beca- it, and it's a masterpiece on that subject in modern times. Because again, it doesn't just highlight the subject; it says something about it. Right. Again, the example I use is if someone said, "I'm going to make a movie that that says women get paid less than men in the workplace." Okay, we know this, but what are you saying about this? How did we get here? What solution right. do you see to it? What is you know, weird? like commentary on yes it. and that's the thing with me joker joker just says the rich oh, and the poor fight yeah that's yeah it. the mentally ill are not looked after but what does it actually say about the mentally ill you know what does right. it actually have to say about them and disparity and, and what they go through and things like that and like, i would have loved to have seen more scenes like the one with brian tyree henry mm-hmm. where he's trying to like figure out what happened to his mother it's like why don't we get more scenes in arkham oh my god let's talk about that the mother thing. And here's my thing. For a director who says, oh, I don't want to do Marvel. Hold on. My hair just got picked up. <laughs> That's like the last thing we'll spend time on. <laughs> for, for a director who says, I don't want to do comic book stuff. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, he even said, I didn't read the comic books. It was inspired by nothing and blah, blah, right. blah. Yet we have our four shoehorned in four Bruce shoehorned Wayne. And Thomas Wayne. And Thomas Wayne. Because ultimately... Thomas Wayne's role was just to be the rich asshole. That was it. And affect the audience out. Like, oh my God. If his name was Bob Smith, the rich guy, it would be the same narrative. True. The difference is we needed a recognizable character in to uh, add drama to, add to drama. the script. Oh my God. He bones. might be Batman's brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, drama. Yo. It's like, really? You're going to go? And Yo, honestly, like the first time I saw it, and I and they dropped that shit. I wanted to get up and walk out, like, bro. I was like, we are not gonna wait until a like, Joker film that's not even a comic book to say that he's Batman's brother. Like really? And it, but to say it to what end? Though? What does that do with the narrative? You know, I I don't mind changes if it makes sense narratively. What does it do to the narrative now? Saying that Joker is Batman's why do brother? I have to answer questions like? Oh, but he's Batman's brother, right? No, he's not Batman's brother. Oh, but the picture at the end. Uh, Okay, they could have been romantically involved. Doesn't mean he was the fucking but again, father of the Joker. Again, let's run through that narrative. He's Batman's brother. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay. He's Batman's brother. It doesn't add more. They already have enough drama between <laughs> Batman and Joker. Adding him being the brother doesn't change that drama. Right. The stakes are still there because Joker's like, hey, Batman. I'm gonna push you to, to kill me, and Batman's like, I'm never gonna be pushed that far. And that's the that's <laughs> yeah, the pull that's and pull. Dynamic, that's the yeah. dynamic. Joker wants to push him. Batman wants to show that he has composure. Right. It's like they don't kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Like so, making them brothers, it's gonna be the same thing. <laughs> so, okay, difference. They're brothers like 30 years apart. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> how does that even happen? And then it's, and again, it's just all that stuff. Just and for... Batman begins. Joker should be 60. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, but then, if you're gonna say, oh no, but this isn't the real Joker. Joker, the real, this is who inspires the real Joker. So now you're saying Batman's no, brother. We're just creating excuses. Is basically what we're doing. No, Carlos, Batman's brother inspired the real Joker. That's like what? <laughs> <laughs> and and then for me again, I don't mind changing comic book stuff, but there's certain things I feel like you can't change too much because it takes away the right. point of the character. How you feel about it? Yeah. Not how you feel about the character, like, but the essence of the character. Yeah. You know, like you have certain essence, like. You know, Spider Man's all about responsibility. You know, you know, mm-hmm. Captain America's all about doing the right thing. You know, like you have to keep the essence of the character. And I think part of what makes Bruce 
you know, Batman's villains are all facets of what he could have been. Joker's what could have been if he snapped. You know, uh, right. R- Riddler's what he could have been because he's really smart. Right. You know, Penguin's what he could have been because he's wealthy. They're all facets of what he could right. have been. And so the reason he didn't... This is a kid who had this traumatic experience of his parents shot in front of his face, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in an alleyway. He could have gone two ways. He could have snapped and become a villain or he could have empowered and become a hero. Right. The reason why he becomes empowered and becomes a hero is because of the lessons his father left him. His father was a good man. Right. Only Which we see in Batman Begins. Exactly. <laughs> One of the only good people, rich people left in Gotham. The, the, the poor people loved him because he was trying to fix things and help them out and everything like that. And that was instilled into Bruce, which creates the hero. So basically, to sum up how you... Well, I guess is how I feel about it too. It's like, they didn't care enough no. for the mythology. Not they at all. They just wanted to make it because of how it sounded on paper. And then also Martin Scorsese has this thing that says, a movie can't be in theaters unless it's a Marvel movie. And I'm not going to make it, make it. So I'll have Todd Phillips make one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, I just, my brother said it right. He says that it felt like comic book appropriation. <laughs> Where, again, would Todd Phillips have made the same movie if joker wasn't as popular as he was would right, he have exactly. done exactly no he wouldn't would he have he picked a, would he have picked a lesser known villain no, no. it's joker because yeah, guess what that's established that's going to right. make money doesn't matter yeah joker shit joker is the reason why people saw suicide squad <laughs> right in terms of before we saw the film right, right. people were like oh it's joker not gonna be like that's why he was in there that joker is a popular character it's why he's the most used batman villain even though batman has the greatest rogues gallery Right. Of all, he has such a range of villains, yet they keep going to the Joker all the yeah. time. You know, that's, that's a that's a popular kind. character, and I I I want to see another Joker movie being made, but I want to see one in the DC universe because guess what? In a world where people can shoot laser out their eyes and punch through brick and bend metal, this human is the scariest one. That's yeah, a great story. Exactly. That's a great it's like story. What makes him? That yes. Way. That's a great story. Why Why do people fear him over Mr. Freeze? You can freeze you right. to death. Like you set know? him in, in, high, in, in a real heightened universe. Right? And that's, again, but that's personal preference. You know, a Joker can't, story can't be done. That actually sounds fucking fantastic. But I think that's what makes it interesting. <laughs> you know, like that's what makes him, he's the greatest villain. But yeah, he's a human. Just the way Batman is one of the greatest heroes and he's a human. Right. You know, there's, th- that dynamic is so interesting, you know, where Joker just wants the world. He doesn't care about anything. Right. He doesn't care about poor people. He doesn't care about but rich people. But either way, Joaquin would have killed that too. I think, no, 100%. <laughs> and I, I still, no, but, just to say, just to kind of sum it up. like but I've said it to you off podcast. If Todd Phillips actually set out to make a comic book movie, it would he have He would have great. succeeded. It would have been fantastic. He would have succeeded. Again, and that's why I feel like that second half of the film is yep. so great. I think he was because fighting it when too it goes, much. It goes full comic book, right. like he's laughing while he's killing now. Yeah. That would have worked. That would have worked so much more. Yeah. You know, and I, I think he was fighting it too much. Yeah, and he's trying to have all this social political commentary that isn't it's like, earned oh, enough. Shit. Oh man, just like Martin Scorsese says, he's now looking at me. And what bothers should... me now is people. A lot of people now looking at this movie as some kind of social political movie movement. You're seeing not people, even that. They're dude, saying it's like a benchmark for dude, superhero movies. People are dressing up as Joker at political rallies around yeah, the world. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It's like this guy. It's the irony is is that you're following this person who had nothing to say. Right, <laughs> that's what it is because he doesn't. No, like, he doesn't give a shit. Like even as the character of Joker. Now again, I think I think people, and I think that's why like people are so confused and they want to review from us yeah. because it's like they know from that first half of the movie they're like, oh, that was okay, but then that second half kind of Ooh, yeah, them, like, oh, that was great, and then like, they sit down and they think about it and they're like, yeah, but that first half though, <laughs> how 
do I feel about this movie? Is it like, good? Is it bad? And this it is both. Can I tell you? This is me not. <laughs> this is me not even nitpicking because I have so many like just, nah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. watching it twice. Listen, uh, listen <laughs> just like how did he get inside uh, that close to Wayne Manor? Like I'm sorry, you're one of the richest people in the world. You're gonna get close to touch my son's face? I don't and care what Alfred? time it is. Like Alfred's the <laughs> punk bitch. Like, like, like come on. And but even yeah, we have a show that's out that shows <laughs> Alfred is a super soldier, well, not can... super soldier, but like a special forces agent. I love the scene when he he sneaks into the the theater and the guard is standing right there. Yeah, they're just looking <laughs> just at him. Looking at nothing. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, like weird. wow but like i said i think todd phillips was spending too much time trying to fight the comic book movie and fight against and it and he should have just embraced just it embrace it would have made an amazing movie because again that second half though yeah and i i wor- <laughs> i worry that it's going to open a trend with warner brothers and they're going to kind of the look at look what they did after batman begins i mean the dark knight they were like ooh, let's make everything dark and then we got stupid movies like suicide squad and and just dumb shit but batman versus superman I think they're also going to get the wrong thing. I think we're going to get Lex Luthor movie and all these other yeah, movies. Yeah, uh, Lex Luthor movie, Ugh. if it happens, was willed into existence by Twitter. Because Twitter said that Lex Luthor should have a movie directed by David Fincher. Yeah. I'm so glad David Fincher. This is one moment I'm glad David Fincher has kind of signed off a franchise. franchises. <laughs> like, thank you. Don't yeah, waste. Give, give me another season of fucking um, Mindhunter. Mindhunter instead. You know, that's what, that's what I'm saying. To sum it up, a Joker movie should be on the level of Fincher, like Mindhunter episode. Yeah. You know, an episode of Mindhunter. I think nah, Fincher that did kind it, That would have been nuts. Psychological, like a Joker movie should be crazy but I do, But I am, but I will say, moving on forward after this film, I am intrigued by the idea of a filmmaker doing like their take on a character. But I feel like... But I, I feel like the right filmmaker will care about the character That's and the really thing. try to take it there. So I feel like they don't need a top Phyllis Adusha like that. No. They need like a Fincher to hop well, on. Well, and that's do the something. thing. I feel like I feel like in general though, that's a general rule of thumb, right? Where it's like, okay, I I like the idea of a character driven uh, a movie based on either a villain character or side character, whatever, by a filmmaker uh, who 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 brings their own idea into it. That's at the end of it, that's what Nolan did with Batman Begins, right? That, that was that was something. That's the rule. That's literally what Nolan did with Batman Begins. We forget that that was the case before that. Batman was slightly different in terms of cinema, right? It, Nolan came and said, "This is my take on the character," and 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 even to an extent, people shit on the Marvel movies. People naysayers, at least. But guess what? Captain America and these characters are the Russo's version. Thor in Ragnarok is Taika's version, version yep. of the character. You know, like. We've come to a point where these filmmakers are making movies based on characters that they either love or they respect, and I feel like Todd Phillips didn't either with the Joker character. I don't think he. I, right, I think that's he, very accurate. I don't he think just he respected did it for the Hollywoodness yeah. of it. Yeah. I think if another character was popular villain, Todd Phillips would have been like, "All right, throw me that character." I think he was passionate for, to make a movie like this. And no, I think that he was passionate for the character only when the character was doing what he's known to be doing. Yes. But he was not interested when the character was not the character. Because, again, that second half, though. That's what I'm saying. I think that second half but um, it, it would have elevated the movie that much more. It should have been me. the first half yes. of a better film. Yes. Yes. And it should have been. And again, if you want to bring in the whole. I don't mind, again, bring the social commentary and the political stuff and stuff like that. But let the narrative be about that. Because I mean, it's trying to juggle I so mean, many seriously, things. Seriously, let's take it there. That's the opening scene of the movie. He's in the train mm-hmm. in a clown outfit, and he kills three guys, and then it just elevates from there. Mm-hmm. Like, and we just follow that. He's in. He's in Arkham now. 
Mm-hmm. Like, what is that second? Like, that's a more interesting avenue to take. Yeah. I know. I I completely agree. I, I and again, we don't. It's a movie that mentions things we don't get into. We don't really get even get into his psychological. Like we don't actually get into it. it says it. It's just like a dress in a way where it's like the mentally ill don't get help, no, and yeah. the poor mentally ill get even worse help, like or get no help at all. But it's like, but it's no like nuance to it. There's no like. What colors did you did you not? Is that new to you? That poor people don't get help. Yeah, exactly. Like it didn't have anything to really. Like, like it wasn't no, any fresh idea. Or yeah, it's like that. okay, we, it was just like surface. It's like saying things. It's like, from it's the, like saying like the world has bad people. In yeah, it. exactly. Guess what? The poor people have been suffering since the beginning of time. Like that's not a new thing. Rich people have been doing better than poor people. That's right forever. <laughs> like kings and peasants. <laughs> like okay, and again, I never got the sense that why the people would side with Joker because I felt like Joker didn't care about poor people either you know he, he didn't it was just self he, you know like it was no well to to combat that the late night episode he did he did kind of like defend the fact that he was poor and poor people yeah he was poor it was in him again yeah. it was anything no, and he the, was like like but he was never a voice for the people it was just about nah, his, he, himself he was talking in like a we connotation in that in that dialogue yeah but i felt like any all of that just went just because it affected anything that affected him. Like it wasn't an issue until it affected him. No, nah, yeah, of course. You know, it's like, oh, I, I don't. It doesn't bother but me. I fell I down see in the street. You walk right over me. Yeah. But it's like, but your life is in a situation where how much are you actually doing to make your life better? How much do we see him trying to be like? Oh, I'm trying this. I'm trying that. I mean, like we don't see that. He's just this guy who tells himself he's if he's funny. <laughs> and it's like, nah, bro. you're being too hard because <laughs> they do kind of layer that a little bit with the fact that you know he is sick and and people kind of look down on mentally ill people. I think that 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 is a theme that they kind yeah, but of it's yeah, but it's they don't explore it though. They just mention it. It's not explored. It's not a story. Well, it's about explored mentally through Joaquin's performance. Is what I'm saying. It's like I said earlier. Like his his performance gives the script a depth that it didn't have and he also like almost rewrites the script with his acting because we get we get moments where he has that laughter thing and he's like oh sorry it's a it's a it's a mental condition, condition yeah. and then he has that line saying oh people should think you should act like this but that's the extent we don't actually get a narrative again look at something like peanut butter falcon you know that really goes into explores what life is like for a kid like this going through that and how he's treated and things like that you really understand it, you really go through this thing Whereas something like this, yeah, he mentions it, but it's not a story about what it's like for this person going through this trauma, trying to struggle, struggling with that. He doesn't really, you get a few scenes, but it's not, that's not the narrative. And that's my problem where it's like, I think people project. It's not the narrative, but it's part of the narrative. It's, I mean, you could say it's projecting maybe, but like I said, I just think that his performance really writes the character. No, no, the thing, like the performance, yeah. Like and I, and obviously, I, like you're seeing it in a way where it's like, damn, like this is razor thin. But no, again, the performance is not razor thin. The performance is the fantastic. The performance, I feel like, is the script essentially. But, but <laughs> for me, the irony is that the performance highlights the fact that what it's it saying razor is thin, is razor yeah. thin, especially. And for me, I just think it's lazy as a writer. I just think it's lazy when you use such high profile things like. 
like like that you know like disparity between poor and rich and because those are easy things it's like when writers are like oh so let you me have to have something to say about that stuff. Yeah, exactly because those are you can't just use it as a plot point because they're easy plot points it's like oh let me show a woman suffering Ooh, she gets raped you know that's an easy avenue to go to everyone does that oh she's gonna get raped oh this is a let's show an abusive husband oh he beats her there's other forms of abuse there's other forms of of, of intolerance there's other forms and that's what i'm saying is it just goes to the obvious place. You and I off podcast were talking about District Nine and how District Nine is a narrative that goes to a different place. You know, it starts about racism, but it's about the layered nuance of racism, and it gives its examples. And we go there through the, each character's dialogue and their actions. Whereas this movie, again, it's you. Again, not every movie has to explain everything. But right. if you if you're gonna bring up heavy topics, because this is a heavy heavy topics like uh, uh, how you treat mental uh, illness. No, and just health, like, like that. it's just like with any movie, essentially, like. If you're gonna if you're gonna, com- you know, um, do do a movie and comment on something and do social commentary, go all the way in. Exactly. Take it deep. Exactly. Do the nuance. You know, you can't like skate on it. It's it's not like a like a bare bones. It's not like a bare bones action movie where like all the only concept you need is like two guys that are cops. Exactly. Like it's not like that. It's like if you're gonna talk about rich versus poor, like make it deep. Again, look at parasite. Look- you see and, again and again this is the conversation this tells you i always I always judge a movie based on the conversation surrounding it right a movie like joker the conversation is is it deep yes it is deep no it isn't deep whereas parasite you're actually talking about the themes right we're not conversation we're not having a conversation of is it deep is it not no you're actually having this conversation about no, the things like, that it brings oh, up no, it's that deep yeah you it's, see it it's visually presented yep. to you and it's in the dialogue and so then after the film, we start talking about, oh, shit, yeah, when this person did this, when this person did that, oh, shit, I noticed when the person did that little reaction, oh, shit, when they did that, yeah, it, exactly. it, it just adds layers and layers and layers and layers and layers to the narrative. And even, you know, the first conversation is like, oh, shit, now I know why it's called Parasite. It's Parasite because of this and then this and this. <laughs> oh, shit, in many ways, because this person has been the Parasite and this person, oh, shit. You know, like, that for me is a movie that deals with with heavy themes and has something to say about them on many, many levels. And you don't have to always say the right thing, but have something right. to say. Don't just be like, black people have it hard. That is like the movie on class, like the best movie on classism I've seen. Fantastic. Like, and shit, Snowpiercer. Oh, it's another, I mean, and another Same director. He, yeah, same director. <laughs> Talks about classism as well. Yeah. And does it in such a unique way. Right. You know, again. And same I, thing. Same kind of thing. And, it, it, you know, and, and, I feel like Joker looks at the world very black and white because it says rich like this, poor like this, whereas something like Snowpiercer and, and, and Parasite, right, show like there's nuances and gray areas in between because the rich aren't necessarily only evil with no good and the the poor aren't necessarily only good with no evil. Right. Because ultimately we're all humans and in our circumstances we're going to do certain things right. for ourselves. That's what Parasite, I mean, like Parasite. It's just the circumstance. You know, the circumstances and I'm not better than you. You're not better than me in any, you know, some poor, cause sometimes people think, Oh, if I was rich, I'd be much better than you. Right. Mm-hmm. You could be an asshole. <laughs> you know, if you were rich, you know, not to spoil, but there's a line in Parasite that says along those lines, like, Oh, so-and-so is only nice because they have money. Right. You know, and then you see what, if how, I was blank, I'd yeah, have money. Yeah. I'd be nice too. And you see how people act differently depending on their status and things, you know, it's really nuanced. And I think Joker, a lot of people think that's what Joker's doing. And I think, I don't, I don't nah, think there's is. actually, 
Shout out to Jonathan, my boy who told me Joker was a masterpiece. He just said, I'm going to Parasite right now. I hope it's not, I hope it's not a waste of my two hours. Like, well, you're about to see, Johnny. And I implore all of you to do the same. And, and, and anyway, I think we should, we've talked enough about Joker. Yeah, no, this is a turn into now a recommendation to go see Parasite. Yeah, so right. go see Parasite. Go see Parasite. Go see Jojo Rabbit. It Joker's themes way better. Revisit taxi driver and the comedian very similar to joke in terms of narrative the king of comedy and 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 oh yeah the king of comedy not the comedian yeah the no, comedian's the other one that's a nah. jim carrey one yeah, yeah yeah the king of comedy the king of comedy yeah check those ones really good movies and if you want something uh more recent that's similar to joker fight club revisit fight club and look at how brilliant that's a masterpiece level of, of, of storytelling and it's actually man, of a man that becomes an unhinged anarchist. yes unhinged yeah. because of society and what happens because right. of that you know similar narratives uh, uh beginning also. exactly exactly but again and but you see you see how his mental illness affects people around him and the lives around him you know joker i mean fight club is an old movie so fuck it spoilers you know you find that he is tyler durden and you're like oh shit so uh, this character it was him interacting with this person oh shit it was him and it shows right. different you just facets. think about the film differently and then when you watch it again each repeat viewing is just like holy shit so many things so layered so things. anyway uh, what did you guys think of Joker do you uh, agree with us do you think we're stupid Marvel fanboys uh, let us know hey I liked it at the nerdy whatever <laughs> you're a Marvel fanboy <laughs> if this was Doctor Doom movie you'd be praising it <laughs> Come on, no holy, make my Doctor Doom movie, damn it. Disney, let it happen. I want it to happen. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Carlos. Thank you, English Dave. My name is English Dave, and this has been our uh, review insight look into overdue review. review for The Joker. And as always, guys, keep it nerdy. Keep it nerdy.